Halkatawantokirakamlo Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific, Mikoroy Hawkins. Coming up. It, it is now a new scenario where the Chief Justice will also look into whether there is a case to be heard. The President of Vanuatu is to be excluded from a constitutional application against the dissolution of Parliament. Also, Cook Islands tourism operators are calling for more direct flights to the country. Yeah, Air New Zealand um, are not doing the direct flight from uh, Sydney to Raro and the direct flight from LA to Raro, so that created a lot of concern for a lot of tourist operators over here. And the Super Rugby franchise, the Fijian Ndrua, hire former NRL Melbourne Storm boss Mark Evan to be their chief executive. Super Rugby is very, very competitive. But if I didn't think that over time that we couldn't move the Drua significantly up the ladder, I wouldn't be here. The Chief Justice of Vanuatu has ordered the amendment of a constitutional application against the dissolution of Vanuatu's parliament to exclude the President of the Republic from the case. The application, which was heard in the Supreme Court today in Port Vila, was brought by 27 opposition MPs who were signatories to a motion of no confidence in the Prime Minister Bob Lothman, which was thwarted by the dissolution of Parliament by President Nikinike Burombaravu on the request of the Prime Minister Bob Lothman and his Council of Ministers. Vanuatu lawyer Wilson Thompson is the Assistant Deputy Private Secretary to the Vanuatu Head of State and was in court today for the proceedings. Thank you, Tomas, for Sidan with Mifala Wanto. Please explain to us again what the purpose of today's hearing was, which I imagine was before a full courtroom. Yes, it was a full hearing. The purpose of the court today is for the uh, court to find out whether there is a prima facie case. Right, and what was the, the result of today's hearing? It appears that there is no private case because there is a constitutional agency of constitutional application and it appears to be at the end that the Chief Justice, who is the one presiding over the mother, has advised the applicant lawyers to amend the constitutional applications and make it as an ordinary civil mother. Uh, I say this because the constitutional obligations to challenge the dissolutions of the president uh, does include president as first respondent, and the second respondent is the Republic of Vanuatu. Uh, and uh, uh, today it appears that the president of the Republic of Vanuatu, uh, the judge did not want to go into because that is the duty of the president to exercise its function under Article 28.3 of the Constitution. Because Article 28.3 of the Constitution uh, does provide for the President to dissolve Parliament if it receives a Council of Ministers' decision. And that provision does not provide for any other authority, uh, whether from the opposition or whether from the leader of the opposition, uh, for the president to consult before de- making a decision. The right. constitution of Fanodu does not also provide for the president to dissolve with reasons. There is no crowns stated under the constitutions for the president to base upon when he dissolves the parliament. Right. This is the difficulty of the case. That is why the chief justice has uh, made it clear to the applicant's lawyer that the President of the Republic be removed as party to the case. 
Right, right. And and um we're we're seeing reports that uh the the application is now challenging the Council of Ministers decision to uh put That's in a request. Correct. Uh the 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 application now is reduced to focus only on the Council of Ministers decision. Right. And so that separate that, that amended sort of application is the one that's set down for the second of September? Yes, the 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 applicant lawyers has a time for the amended uh, applications to be filed before close of business tomorrow, and the Attorney General has another by Friday to provide and file the response. Right. So, so reports that we are seeing that the Chief Justice has set down a case for the second of September for trial for for that aspect, include uh, challenging the Council of Ministers' decision to request a dissolution of Parliament. Is that incorrect? No. It, 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 no. Uh, it, it is not for trial on second September. On second September, it, it is now a new scenario where. The Chief Justice will also look into whether there is a case to be heard. Right. So, so this is uh, the amended uh, the amended constitutional application to be heard again, to be tested again for first hearing. Yes, because the the the, the first obligations of the constitutions was was made wide open and taking into many factors, but the Chief Justice has narrowed it down to focus only on the Council of Ministers' decision. Right. So, It's the calm decision. Right. So he still has not, and, and I have to get this clear, he has not said that there is a case to answer. That will be decided on the 2nd of September. Correct. The Cook Islands tourism sector is calling for direct flights to Rarotonga from Sydney and L.A., It follows the global breakfast update at the Edgewater Resort Tuesday morning. A room packed with around 100 business leaders have been advised by the government's tourism corporation that talks that could benefit the country are happening behind closed doors. The managing director of Castaway Resort, Paul Ash, says it's frustrating not knowing what will happen, but he understands the information may be sensitive. He says pre-COVID flights from Australia, North America and Europe made up numbers during New Zealand's off-peak season from November to April, providing a lifeline to businesses. The big issue was really um, you know, getting tourists here, and you know, as, as you're probably aware, uh, Air New Zealand um, are not doing the direct flight from uh, Sydney to Raro and the direct flight from LA to Raro, so that created a lot of concern for a lot of tourist operators over here. <clears throat> so they were going through where they see things and all the rest of it, trying to and, and just enlighten us where things are at. And how so, much uh, revenue uh, is lost because of this lack of international flights? Well, it's, it's, there's no way that people from the Northern Hemisphere can get here. Uh, and it's a lot harder now for people from Australia to get here because we had the direct Sydney flight to Raro. So it made it nice and easy for people to get here. And by, you know, the same for the Northern Hemisphere and also Europe, you know, Europe, Canada, America. They all come through LA direct. So that was you know, a nice, simple a way to get here, but now it's a lot more complex. Are you confident, feeling confident um, going into this next phase following the meeting? Yeah, well, put it this way. Um, I felt a little bit better after today's meeting than I did two weeks ago, and like everyone said the same thing, because we were looking pretty doomy and gloomy. 
uh, where things were heading. But you know, I, I, we were even uh, encouraged by um, <clears throat> what they said today. Um, so with extra, some extra flights going on from Air New Zealand, but they've got some stuff going on which they couldn't disclose um, at this stage. But hopefully they're having another meeting in November to, to um, bring us right up to speed where things are at with these current talks that are apparently going on. So when you say things that they can't disclose, is this in regards oh, to those international yeah. flights? Yes, yes it is. Yeah, that's the way I read it. Yeah, they're obviously chatting to various parties and, they, and they're in this obviously signed uh, confidentiality agreements on this and so they really can't openly talk about it at this stage. <clears throat> You know, this has been discussed for a while. I mean, since the borders were slowly reopening, um, we've been doing stories on this. It's promising, but is it going to be a little too late? Well, that's that's a million-dollar question, sweetheart. Exactly, you know, and that's where we're all at. It's like, well, they've enlightened us and where things are at, so it sort of sounded all good and, you know, great, and so... We just hope it comes to fruition. Do you have a message for, you know, the caretaker oh, Prime well, Minister well, and Jacinda yeah, Ardern? Yeah, I do. Well, I, I thought it probably more appropriate to come from the Cook Island Prime Minister to her, but, yeah, I, I don't mind saying, look, we just need help. Um, and what, how I see it from my perspective, and I think most people here do as well, we're hoping that um, the Prime Minister of New Zealand could have a chat to Air New Zealand uh, and see if they could help us out a little bit from November to April because that's our really low season over here, and possibly with even you know one um, one flight from LA a fortnight, you know, rather than go cold turkey, just have one flight from LA and a fortnight, and then maybe one from Sydney, just to help us through this very tough period that we're going to go through. It was really implicit because you know they're talking, you know, if we were all talking about here, you know, we just none of us are sure where things are going to end up. But, you know, taking a bad situation, which is potentially possible, um, no one knows until it happens, but, you know, we're all a bit nervous, is that, you know, we may need the Cook Island government to help us out with a wage subsidy for a few months if, if, these, you know, if these things don't come to fruition. So, therefore, um, where the money's going to come from, I don't know. Maybe the Cook Island government may need to be talking to the New Zealand government <laughs> to say we need a hand um, for a few months. But to me... The no-brainer really was give us the fishing rod to catch the fish. So the fishing rod for us is obviously an aeroplane and the, the fish is the Canadian Northern Hemisphere market. So if Air New Zealand were able to help us by just one flight a fortnight um, from each one of those destinations, then that would probably be enough to get us through without you know wage subsidies and all sorts of drama and stress. So to, to me, I thought that was a simplistic way of dealing with this situation if possible. When did the, you raise these concerns last, and have you heard anything from Mark Brown, the caretaker Prime Minister? Well, well, Mark has obviously been very busy um, in regards to the election and, and uh, trying to sort out all that. So I, I think he's been pretty tied up <coughs> with all that, but I believe in the next few weeks or shortly his, um, he'll be a bit more focused on what's going on here. No doubt he's been watching what's going on, but I think he's been pretty busy. And particularly from um, now until April for that period, can you yep. explain what happens in terms of a drop-off and, and and how that translates in terms of revenue? It, traditionally, I've been I've owned Castaway now for ten years, right, and it's been historical, uh, probably prior to me being here as well. But generally, from the first of November, the roundabouts until early mid April, 
the Kiwi market is really not there because it's summer in New Zealand. So traditionally, the Kiwis don't really come here very much. So we were relying on the Australian market, but predominantly the Northern Hemisphere. But even so, with that happening, you know, we were hopefully to break even or just even lose a little bit of money. Um, so that helped us prop up through that very traditionally low period. So um, this is a winter destination for Kiwis. So uh, it's very hard to attract them here um, in those summer months. The only one that can really help us immediately is Air New Zealand. That was Paul Ash, the Managing Director of Castaway Resort, speaking there with RNZ Pacific reporter Lydia Lewis. The Super Rugby franchise, the Fijian Drawer, have announced a new chief executive in the form of Mark Evans, the former boss of the NRL's Melbourne Storm and England Premiership team, the Saracens, replaces the interim Drawer CEO, Brian Thorburn. Thorburn says Evans brings a wealth of experience. This was one of the most important decisions in the uh, in the Drewers' short history. The board uh, was determined to, and and indeed took its time to get it get it right. Um, Mark has outstanding credentials and experience. He enjoys very strong relationships with, and you know, across the across the rugby and indeed wider sports landscape, uh, he's incredibly well connected. Boasting 30 years of experience, Evans is charged with the responsibility of running the Fiji Ndrua for the next three years. The Ndrua made its debut in the Super Rugby season this year and Evans says he wouldn't be joining if he didn't have high expectations. I, it's a terrible cliche is to say the first thing you should do is just observe and listen, but it's true. Because particularly coming to a country and an organisation, uh, well, the organisation is very young. Uh, and the country is 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 got a particular culture and a particular way of doing things, and you don't want to just come in and just ride roughshod over that. Super rugby is very very competitive, but if I didn't think that over time that we couldn't move the Drua significantly up the ladder, I, I wouldn't be here. Despite ending the 2022 season second last on the table, the Indrua have attracted a cult following among rugby fans because of their exciting brand of rugby. The team, made up predominantly of locally based players, brings raw Fijian sevens like rugby into the tournament with most of their games ending with a narrow scoreline. Chairman of the Fiji Rugby Union and Ndroa Director, Commodore Humphrey Tawake, says it's exciting times for the Fijian rugby as a whole. Uh, that is done on behalf of the people of Fiji uh, because it is the game that they love, the game that stops a nation in whatever they do, either it be the 15th game or the 7th game. And now with the rise of our women, you know, uh, this is equally an equal playing field uh, for all of us. But uh, focusing on the on, on the dual franchise, you know, and the sponsors that have come in, local sponsors, and, and the fan base that we have in Fiji and abroad is, is, is growing. The 2023 Super Rugby Tournament kicks off on the 24th of February. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. More than Monday.